are you sick of all the free content I'm providing? Do you ever think, hey Tash, I would really love to come and pay for something? I have some great news. I've launched a series of workshops aimed at both beginners, people who are non-change managers, through to masterclasses for more experienced practitioners. Head to www.casadecambio.com.au for more info. Welcome to Casa de Cambio. On this episode of Casa de Cambio, it's another Ask a Change Manager. How do I get into change? So I will um, tell you my story and give you some recommendations because I get asked this a lot. I get approached by a lot of people who are trying to get into change for advice. So I will try and consolidate this into one podcast episode. First things first, what am I watching, listening to or reading? Um... Podcast-wise, Shameless um, had an episode come out uh, in conversation with Julia Gillard, so that was very good. Um, But as I've mentioned before, my own podcast listening has been disrupted by working remotely. Um, It was something I did every commute, and now I don't commute. Um, I tend to listen to music while I'm working, so I'm terrible. Um, (laughs) uh, So I try and remember to do it when I'm pottering around the house or cooking. Um, Clementine Ford's Big Sister Hotline, I've been listening to that uh, quite a bit as well. Um, Watching, I'm still in stage four quarantine, so I'm still watching lots of stuff. Um, I've watched, I love Scandinavian crime noir, so I watched a show called Wisting on SBS On Demand. That was fantastic. It was just so good. It was, you know, freezing cold, lots of snow, everybody's wearing dark clothes. Um, So that's a Norwegian show. But it's also, uh, I think it was done in partnership with the United States because um, Carrie Ann Moss, who was from the Matrix movies, uh, is in it, playing an FBI agent. So, yeah, that was fantastic. Um, what else have I been watching? I started watching Dirty John uh, with Eric Banner about the, I mean, it's kind of trashy, um, about the con man. Um, so, that's good. I've been watching quite a few 80s and 90s movies. Like, I watched Sister Act. I watched Top Gun for the first time. That is a silly movie. Um, yeah, I think I might watch Working Girl tonight. Maybe Beaches. Um, so, I'm doing a lot of that. Yeah. TV show-wise, not much. Uh, books. I'm just getting started on Women in Leadership, as per my last episode. I'm still a slow reader while I'm around the house. Um, yeah, that's it. So... How do you get into change? So the, I guess the answer is that there are many, many ways to do it. Um, I'll start by telling my story in detail. I think I've alluded to it. Um, I've alluded to it on several other podcast episodes. So apologies if you feel like I'm repeating the same stories over and over again, but I'll go through it in detail. So I was a business analyst and I found as a junior business analyst who was still kind of, you know, learning the ropes and learning how to become an amazing business analyst, I found myself working on projects where I was doing change management tasks before I knew what change management was. So, and I was adding value to those projects because there was no change manager assigned and there were lots of highly technical people on those projects. So, yeah, I found I was adding a lot of value by doing things like organising training, helping facilitate training, writing comms, writing quick reference guides, 
Um, and I had done a lot of that in my early career. I used to work in shared services centres um, straight out of school. So I found in that, you know, I had a, I, I was a training facilitator. I had a certificate for and trained small groups. Uh, I used to help onboard and coach new starters. I used to write work instructions, quick reference guides. And, you know, I was always, I guess, gravitated towards and was good at that kind of stuff. So that then helped me when I became a business analyst um, after going to uni and studying and stuff and, you know, getting a degree and being a graduate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was that. And then so there were a few projects where I was doing that unofficially and then I was still a business analyst but I also <laughs> I worked on a project where I also did all of – I was also the change manager, just not in title. So I did all of the – I did the change management plan, the impact assessment, the training plan, the comms plan, all of the things in addition to my business analyst work. <laughs> so I remember I left that job and they replaced me with three people and that it's not the only time that happened. Uh, so, I, yeah, so I was doing change manager and business analyst and then I left that job and got a contract role as a business analyst because um, I wanted to go contracting and I had much more solid experience as a business analyst. So to get my first contracting role, um, it made more sense to apply for business analyst roles rather than change manager roles. I don't think I was right, quite ready in terms of the amount of experience that I had um, to step into a contract change manager role. Um, so yeah, I got a contract business analyst role, but again, there was quite a bit of change work required because I was the business analyst f and uh, the for an uh, offshoring project. And one of the bigger pieces of work I was managing was a knowledge transfer, which often sits under change um, if you're offshoring people, you know, people and processes. So I managed a knowledge transfer. That project went well. That project then wrapped up and I took another project as a business analyst. And, you know, I was writing requirements and doing business analyst things. And then as we moved through the life cycle of the project, the implementation manager left the project. So I stepped into her role. And then I'm, you know, basically as well as, you know, being a product owner and managing a build, I also just moved into being the change manager. That's right, because... Yeah, I think also the change manager who was brought on became the project manager and stepped into the project manager role. So then I just stepped up, you know, up from doing implementation and delegated some implementation stuff to a business analyst and I became the change manager. I think my title ended up being change and implementation manager, but I did lots of things on that project. It went for two years. So then after that, that's when I firmly stepped into change and have only done change roles ever since. So after that role wrapped up, um, I had, I think, a good, you know, uh, some solid experience on my CV and I was able to step into a stream lead for change role. Um, and then from there, it was just change all the way. But I still was, you know, taking jobs. I still, I wasn't really thinking about change too much and whether I want, I don't know, I can't, it was such a long time ago, I'm struggling to remember what was I thinking, what was I feeling and I think I was still happy to be a business analyst but then, you know, really just found myself going down another path and I was completely okay with that. You know, another way I could have gone is become a project manager and I didn't think I really wanted to do that. So, yeah, I stuck with change and here we are now. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my story of how I got into change. Um, I didn't know what change was when I started as a business analyst. I didn't know it was a thing. Uh, I didn't know anyone else who did it until I started, yeah, because I was working on projects that didn't have change people. So, yeah, I was very um, uh, 
naive and sheltered, I guess, to what is change and the ways of change um, until I really probably stepped into that second role and then I started to, you know, <laughs> really started to educate myself and, and work to understand what it was. And, uh, you know, I didn't... Um, I look back on this and think, wow, I didn't have anyone really um, showing me the ropes or teaching me what to do or, you know, I just picked it all up on the job and through common sense and, and just, you know, using my business analysis as a background and, yeah, working out how to present things and over the years, yeah, I probably could have upskilled myself faster. Um, but, yeah, that's how it worked out and, you know, it's all good. Um yeah, and I so I guess the first thing I would, if you are someone who does want to get into change, I would ask the change managers, you know, how did you get into it? Because everybody, nobody want like grows up wanting to be a change manager um, or wanting to be some sort of consultant. So everybody's got a different story of how they fell into it. You know, it could have been through marketing or communications. And, you know, uh, I interviewed a guy called Craig uh, on the podcast uh, a couple of months ago and he was in the army and was teaching people, you know, stuff um, in his job, a member of the armed forces and he realized that was change management he's a change manager now that's his post-army career so there are many many ways that you can get into it um but yeah ask change managers that you know how did you get into it and find out their stories because everybody's got a different one and that will give you lots of ideas as to how to do it a lot of people think that getting a certification will help them get into change i do not recommend that I'm just going to say that outright. If you're not experienced in change, I don't think a cert is going to get help you get your foot in the door. If I see someone with certs and no change experience, I, I probably wouldn't would favour someone with solid change experience, no certs. Yeah, I think getting a certification is maybe something you want to do after you've been in change for a year or two. Um, it's very expensive as well. So if it's a career that you want to try out, you know, some certifications are up to five or $6,000. That's a huge investment if maybe you do take a change role and then you decide you don't like it and you want to go back to your other job. So I, I don't recommend that. I don't think it's a tried and trusted way of getting your foot in the door. And, you know, these people will take your money. They'll tell you, yeah, 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 you can work as a change manager by getting this certification. But, yeah, I um, – and, you know, again, I've got bias. I'm basing things on my own experience. I – um didn't get a change change certification until I'd been doing change full-time for I think four or five years but I was still getting the good jobs I was getting senior change roles and no one ever said to me the reason you're not getting this job is because you don't have a certification or you know you don't have this type of certification so yeah it didn't stop me breaking into the industry and starting to get jobs once you've got some good experience on your cv that makes you that's what makes you highly employable so that's what you've got to focus on getting so how do you get that um <laughs> so the first thing i would say is get yourself adjacent to change so go and work for a company that has a large change practice that respects change um and you know includes change on most of their projects so the industry that probably does that the most in Australia is banking and financial services. Um, all of the banks have large change practices and uh, so do a lot of financial services companies like insurance, super. So get yourself a job at one of those companies and also big employers. Get yourself a job at one of those companies like if you're a business analyst or an agile coach or a product owner or a PM. Like get yourself on a project where you're working with some change managers or you could even find yourself on a project where there is no change manager and you can volunteer 
to do those changed things. Yeah, it's extra work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what's going to get you the experience. Um, if you are working with a change manager, volunteer to help them with stuff and say, hey, you know, can I help you with this impact assessment? Like, can I maybe help you run the workshop? And then you can sit and you can observe what they do and, you know, you can help them write things up and maybe you'll learn something. Um, what I don't recommend doing, I mean, take ask your change manager for a coffee. Ask them, how did you get into change? And, you know, what do you recommend and I do? Like, the more change people you ask for their recommendations, the more ideas you'll get. I'm just one person and I've got a specific story and experience that led me to where I am. So, other people have, you know, different diverse stories and views. Um, what I wouldn't recommend doing is... <laughs> If you get ask, you know, a very busy change manager for some time and then try to get them to download all of their IP and templates to you in a 30-minute session, um, that's annoying and we don't like that. And you prob- they'll probably never spend any time with you again or they won't let you help them work on their stuff. Um, but, yeah, just ask them how they got into it and, some, and ask them if you can help them. If you do want to get into this industry, be prepared to take a step down. Um, you know, Friska Wiria, who is a re- regular podcast guest and someone who I work with and collaborate with regularly, she took a step down and a pay cut from a different career because she wanted to get into change. And look at her now. She's ruling the world. Um, and I think at the moment with COVID, um, be aware that usually – there are a lot of pathways into change and it is easy to get into. But at the moment, there's a lot of people uh, on the market looking for jobs. You know, there's a lot of people that have been let go. So if you are a business analyst, let's say, for example, we'll keep using that example throughout the episode. If you're a business analyst who's looking to transition into change and you're applying for change analyst jobs, you're going to be competing with potentially change managers or even senior change managers who are out of work and they're willing to take an analyst role just so that they can pay their bills. Um, I'm seeing a lot of examples of that. So usually it's very easy, it's very easy to pick up an analyst and analyst roles are very hard to fill uh, because often analysts move up and they become change managers or senior change managers or change management consultants uh, and then, you know, they need more analysts to come in. And, and there's always more of those junior roles if you think about a pyramid-type structure where there's a handful of, you know, really senior roles. There's quite a few, you know, mid-level change manager, maybe some senior change manager roles, and then there's loads of analyst roles because they're the doers, they're the people who do the work. And they're a little bit cheaper than those other professions. Um, So, yeah, usually it's very easy to uh, make a sideways move into being a change analyst if you've got some transferable skills. But at the moment, just recognise that, you know, that's going to be very hard. And if you are someone who's looking for work, you may be better off just falling back on, you know, what is your strongest suit. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, and, and just writing it out, but try and get change to Jason or be strategic about the company that you go to. It's just so tough out there right now. Um, on transferable skills, put together a separate CV for change management that really highlights your transferable skills that are appropriate to change rather than just your, you know, regular CV, which is all about your other job. So have multiple CVs for multiple roles. Um, if you're able, if you've got some good relationships with recruiters, um, ask them for their advice. Um, how do you need to, you know, market yourself and um, what do you need to do to your CV? So I talked about don't get a cert. Um, it's just, you know... Yeah, it's not how I recommend you get into change. But what I do recommend is 
doing uh, lower price small group training. So we and they're really good for networking. And also you can ask a lot of questions in those and have them answer. Because the other thing about certs, which I've said in you know, my cert episode, is often certifications are delivered by – it's pre-prepared content and it's delivered by a facilitator. And that facilitator often hasn't worked as a change manager. So you can't get your specific questions answered. Where if you, if you go – and heaps of people are doing these small group trainings. I'm doing them. So I'm, <laughs> I'm probably not going to mention some of the other people. Sorry, guys. But there's a lot of people um, promoting stuff on LinkedIn that's, you know, maybe $40, $50 or $60 for an hour or two. Um, and they'll give you heaps of their own IP and they'll answer all of your questions. And, you know, they'll, you'll probably make some really good connections in those sessions. Um, and on that, find people who are putting out content about change management that you really like and follow them on social media, whether it's Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, so do that and stay in touch with them that way. Um, and on networking, like network your butt off. So go to meetups. Um, there's a lot of free networking sessions um, that people put on, like Valiente, for example, put on a hanging out for change every two weeks and I go to that regularly and every time I go to that, there are people there who are trying to get into change um, and that's a good way of doing it. But, yeah, go on meetups. I mean, the meetups, the main meetups that I go to are the Melbourne Lean Change Management meetup, uh, also the Agile PM meetup, uh, and there's a couple of others. But yeah, find your change management meetups and networking, you know, online networking events and get into them and start to meet, get to know change managers. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. In summary, don't worry about getting a cert until you've been working in that role for a while. Get change adjacent. Uh, be prepared to take a step down. Do a CV that highlights your transferable skills, change specific. Network, network, network. Because also a lot of these change people that you might be networking, they might have a role open up for a junior analyst and they might think of you because you've been networking with them. Whereas if you just apply for it, you're just some random. Um, cheaper small group training where you can ask questions and network with experienced people. Ask the CMs, you know how they got into change? Follow change people who put out good content on social media and if you know, ask the good recruiters that you know for advice. That's it. Have an amazing week. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. And any questions, comments or additional things that have worked for you, don't hesitate to reach out. But otherwise, see you next time. Bye.